0: In today's episode, we are covering part two of the four money mindsets. In part one, we covered in detail what are the four money mindsets. In today, we're going to cover a step-by-step process that will help you to identify which mindset you fall under, and especially how your identity is keeping your money hostage. How is it that your money mindset, your, your identity is keeping you trapped in your current kind of mindset? So let's get started. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and to blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about mindset strategies and energy tools that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Khan. Let's get started. In today's episode, we will be covering part two of the four money mindsets. In part one, we covered what extensively what those four money mindsets are, how they you know how what are the characteristics of each type of mindset. And in today's episode, we are going to cover your identity, how your identity is actually affects your mindset. So Let's do a quick recap on yesterday. So we talked about the four money mindsets and those four money mindsets are follows. First one is in debt, people who are driven to borrow and spend. Second one are break even, people who cover the expenses, but then they spend everything else. And there's third type, which are call comfortable. They save first, but they still have a poor mindset, not poor money mindset, but they, they still have the, you know, the scarcity mindset. They still are, they think there's not enough. So they have to save, 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 save and then there's a rich money mindset. So there are four distinct mindsets that everybody falls under. And today we're going to talk about how your, you know, how is it that, you know, you can identify which of those money mindsets is applicable to you. So starting off where we left off yesterday, once we identify the four money mindsets, then I want you to look into your life and then think about, all right, okay, so if that's the case, what am I currently doing at the moment? am i that type of person who you know i'm in am i and by the way you can be in any four of these mindsets regardless of your current income at the moment okay regardless so i would hope that everyone every single one of you would want to be in the rich money mindset whether you make millions or not in a mother here not there you can have a rich money mindset and still and and be comfortably living on six figures it's not it doesn't have to be be a millionaire right So, you know, somebody with a rich money mindset can have a six-figure annual income and live a very comfortable, happy life. You don't have to be making millions annually to, you know, to have a rich mindset. The distinction, the difference comes in how you behave once you actually receive money. Okay, remember there's there's a way of making money and there's a way of keeping and having money. And in the mindset you have, it actually primarily determines how much money you're going to allow yourself to keep. And this is why it's crucial so that you identify which one of these is um, is applicable to you but you know are you the kind of person who when you make money before you get your paycheck you've already allocated everything where this money is going to go so I want to spend 10 pounds here and 50 pounds here and 100 bucks there and so forth are you that kind of person are you that person who sort of borrows from your friends or you know or your family members and says okay let me borrow first and the money money comes i'll pay you i'll pay you back Emergency now and again is neither here nor there, but it's generally, if this is your general way of being, then you have a poor money mindset. And there's plenty of those people around. Okay? And they could be nurses, doctors, right? People could have, be in professional uh, occupations, yet they have this, this poor money mindset, and therefore they have already borrowed against, uh, you know, what's their, their future income. A credit card, uh, when uh, people who live off the credit cards is another example. Okay, people who use credit cards a lot and so they overspend and so they're actually you know, so they're paying with the future income plus interest and more. And that's why it's it's literally spiraling downwards. Okay, that's when debt gets out of control. Uh, this, the second type is are you the kind of person who as soon as money comes you make sure you pay for all the expenses first for, you, know, you make sure you have enough and you pay off the mortgage and the rent and the utilities and, and you know make sure that you know you've bought groceries etc etc are you that kind of person who manages money in that way and but then everything any excess any extra leftover like for example if you get unexpected income or you get a bonus you go out and spend it You don't think of saving, investing and so forth. And your idea of saving is for specific objects only. You think, okay, I'm going to go to Mauritius next year. So let me put money towards that. Or I want to have Christmas and I'm going to make sure I have a pot of money for Christmas. Or I want to have, you know, I need to get the kitchen done again, etc. You know what I mean, right? So where you are saving for a specific task or a project, okay, is that, so then that would make you the break even. Person. Now, let's talk about somebody who's comfortable. So, are you the kind of person who, as soon as you make a hundred bucks, you're like, okay, 50 pounds for it go straight in my savings. Now, you are not adventurous with savings. You make sure that these savings give you some sort of return on investment, but you're very keen on saving, not investing, because you're very um you're risk averse. You don't want to take risk with your money because your money is everything. And you feel that somehow this money is going to run out. So, you better make sure that enough money is kept on the side pocket. And so that you're saving all the time. You live very frugally and you think you congratulate yourself for that. Well, you know, I'm so good at money, I don't spend any money, I don't waste any money and I save, 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 save. Yet if you think about it, if you were investing and using that money wisely, you could pro- probably make a lot—you know—a lot higher ROIs compared to where you currently are saving your accounts. Putting money in a bank is just a waste of money, to be honest. Uh, but you know, I do teach certain strategies because a certain amount of money in that account is essential to give you the kind of stability and energy around it, which we'll talk about another later time in in a later episode when I talk about the three steps to cash flow mastery. So coming back to uh, hand, so are you that kind of person? are you somebody who likes to save first, beyond before you do anything else, and then you manage your expenses based on what's re- re- remaining, and you live very frugally. Okay, and there are penny are people who've become millionaires like that. You know, penny p- penny pinched or you know who saved all their lives, and by the time they they've had enough to, to be classified millionaires, they've died and you know left their income to left their money and the savings to their children. Right, so we have those examples too. And then the final example is rich money mindset. So are you the kind of person who thinks there's abundance everywhere, money is easy to make, and you value time over money, and therefore you are leveraging other people's time, other people's skills, so that you can make greater income for yourself and your business and for those around you. That is a rich money mindset. And you can be in any four of these categories, irrespective of your job. You can be doing manual labor, for example, working in a factory and have a break-even or a comfortable mindset. Uh, or you can be in a professional background, uh, you know, in a professional job like a lawyer, a doctor, an architect, and so forth, and have a poor money mindset and, and have, you know, spend all the money that, that comes in. Right? You remember the old phrase keeping up with the Jones? So, so this is, you know, where it's crucial for you to understand which money mindset do I currently have now let's take a step further now let's talk about your identity and how that keeping your mindset trapped and you know enforcing forcing it to stay in your current location now let's before we uh, identify how your money your money mindset is trapped by your identity let's work out what i mean by identity your identity is made up of different aspects of what you classify as you so your your socioeconomic background your the location you live in the place where you grew up that what you do for a living what's your religious background you you know you have what kind of things do you believe in these all things cumulative together determine what is your identity and some of the paradigms that we get from our religious beliefs or from our socio-economic background or from the way we grow up is it, it puts on these blinkers or these these um glasses tinted glasses on our on our on our on our vision that we're unable to think any differently. They basically determine our paradigms around money, how we view what we can do and how much we can make and, you know, and what can we do to actually make money. This is setting your paradigms for you and it's done by your social programming as I discussed in previous back in previous episodes. That it's your programming around money not does not come from you. You have not consciously chosen to think and believe things about money. This has been given to you, it's been handed down to you when your programming is done, when you weren't even aware of yourself between the ages of zero to seven. Now, here's a key point. Here's a key warning for you. If you're trying to manifest money with the wrong mindset, you will actually are in danger of adopting the wrong method. You will you, you feel like you're chasing your, and your, your tail all the time and you feel more and more frustrated with your financial situation. And this, you know, is where I find many people who, you know, who, we feel like I have the talent, I have the ability, and I have all the skills, and I, and I, I still cannot make enough money to you know to break out of this income bracket to be able to call myself a uh, you know a six figure or seven figure or an eight figure owner. Why is that? And the 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 answer lies in your identity. What are you allowing yourself to believe is possible for you? And you know without it, you lose hope, you lose time, and you know and eventually you lose all hope of financial success. And the thing is, there's also the danger of wrong resources. The the problem is, if you have the wrong money mindset, you're going to be following these, okay, so this, you know, when this movie The Secret came out, loads of people came out with these gurus and went after these gurus and tried to adopt the law of attraction techniques, which are very powerful if used correctly. And we will teach about those in, in later episodes. But if you are not familiar with the basic concepts of what makes them work in your favor, they're working all the time, but whether they're not working in your favor it's dependent on certain things and certain factors, if you're not familiar with that, then they will work against you. So a lot of people have, you know, been following these gurus and chanting affirmations, and they just don't work, or they take a very long time, and people lose patience before they the results, and this is why they give up, or they say, well, the law of attraction doesn't work. Yeah, it actually does work all the time, it's always working, but whether you manage to make it work in your favor it depends on what techniques and what tools you're using. There's also the danger of the wrong execution. So if you tried a lot, like I just said, if you tried the law of attraction um, without success, you'll know that you end up losing more money. So not only are you following the wrong gurus and the wrong experts, if your money mindset is not correct, it's not um if you not identified it and you haven't realized. Okay, so what paradigms am I currently operating under? What you'll find is, you know, you you you'll take one step forward and take three steps back because. The more you feed in energy into going in a certain direction and your programming is pushing in the other direction. remember your subconscious mind is really really powerful. It's like comparing your a, a pilot who's a conscious mind and an aeroplane and that's the power and if the if the, if the pilot is well trained and is familiar with the programming of how to reprogram the airplane, it can fly anywhere in the world and actually manipulate every aspect of the plane. however, if the um, pilot is unfamiliar with, it, with the programming, is unfamiliar with how to operate the with the, the plane, then he is an amateur, um, you know, uh, pilot, then he or she will struggle, and you'll probably end up crash landing somewhere. And this is what happens with most people when they try to use a law of attraction with a bit of knowledge here and there. And some of them, you know, some of these so-called law of attraction gurus in following this. So the more you force the law of attraction to work for you, the more it works against you. And the more frustrated and angry and upset and annoyed you get with money, the further away that you're pushing away money. And this is something that you have to understand Your current frustrations, your current, um, you know, anger around money not showing up, your, you being upset with money is not money's fault. You just have been operating under the, 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 under a wrong operating system, so to speak. And you, when you've changed your programming, when you've changed the way you look and think and feel around money, money will start operating and appearing differently for you. Like the old saying, that is my favorite saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change okay a profound statement so this is very very important so let's identify what is your current limiting beliefs around money and what is your identity around money and this will take us very you know it won't take us long but I want you to give a pen and paper if you're listening to this in a car or if you're listening to this while you're exercising then I want you to come back to this episode to this point and actually do this exercise with me it would really help you and really benefit you I want you to first identify what is your identity what exactly is it that you are uh, you know, who are you? Okay. I want you to tell me what's your background. Um, are you a woman? Are you a man? Are you, uh, you know, what's your professional? What do you identify with? Uh, you know, people identify with various things. I'm an Arsenal, for example, using the football example, I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm a Man United fan. What are you, right? Um, In terms of just at every aspect of your uh, identity, we want to, we want to get, Clear on that. We want to see where you are right now. Uh, you know, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of job do you have? What kind of business do you have? If you have a business, are you business owner? Are you employee? Again, the two different mindsets. Are you are are you married? Are you single? Do you have children? Do you not have children? What age bracket are you? You know, do you you know are you thirty? Are you forty? Are you fifty? Every age bracket has different energy, different identity attached to it. So it's very crucial you get clear on all of that. Where did you grow up? Where, what school did you go to? Did you get a degree? Did you get a post-grad degree? And you know, what, how did it impact you? What does your partner do? That Your partner can have an influence on, on the way you see yourself too. They can either uplift or, or it make us feel worse about ourselves, right? So these are crucial points for you to identify about yourself. So I want you to write those down. I want you to write answers to these points. I want you to write down, what is my social economic background? Where did I grow up? How did I grow up? Where did I grow up? Did I have money? Did I have money? I grew up, even though my father was a multimillionaire when my parents separated, I grew up in East London, in a council estate in East London, and I went to a state school. Okay, so that's, that's my identity, that I grew up in, on a council estate. I also am somebody who was severely dyslexic. I, was, I wasn't aware of it at the time. I wasn't assessed until the first year of my university, my first year of my law degree, but I have been dyslexic all my life and I'm severely dyslexic. So that's another part of my identity, right? The, some, the aspect of my identity, the part of myself that I identify with. I'm a female, I'm a brown girl living in, in, a, in a Western country. That's another part of my identity. Where did you grow up? I was saying, you know, I grew up in London. Did you grow up in the suburbs in the city? Which part of the world, you know? Because there, I've had clients who've grown up in in the communist countries who've come over to the UK and they still are dealing and processing through the the, the stuff that they went through growing up as a child in these communist countries, right? So these are things that they're going to go into influencing your identity things you don't even question on a daily basis it's just who you are you accept that this is who i am i am who i am right not necessarily you can change but do you want to change that's the question right another one is religious background one of the things that I find people being held back with money the most is their religious beliefs. It's what they think that God wants them. And for some reason, there's this false notion that that people have bought into that somehow there's nobility in poverty and there's something disgraceful in being wealthy. That somehow God values and is happier if you're poor, and is hurt, is angry and is uh, upset with you if you try to attain wealth, which is absolutely a ridiculous notion. Yes, your yes, divine source energy or God or or Allah ta'ala or Buddha or Rama, whatever name you want to give to this deity yes, they would be upset if you are obtaining money through fraudulent means, through causing people harm, etc. That is a whole different conversation. But why would any God be upset with you for wanting to have greater wealth, to allow you to uh, feel and experience this life that we've been given, which is a very finite time, remember, we're not here forever, we're only here for, if we're lucky, between 80 to 100 years. And you want to enjoy it fully. You want to live to the extent. You want to be able to enjoy all the luxuries of this life. You want to be able to go and travel everywhere. You want to be able to have exotic foods. and You want to be able to to live physically in this 3D world to the best of your ability. Why would any God not want you to do that? And also, not just you, but those around you, you can help and support financially for those people who are not in the same privileged situation as you or don't have the access to the kind of facilities that you do. Why? Which God would not want that? I don't, that really, really blows my mind thinking, why do people behave that way? I have a cousin. I have a, well, she, she's in. She's my aunt, but she's my age. So you know, I we call her cousins, but in, in technically, she's my dad's cousin. And she, I remember having this conversation with her, and she just said, you know, because she found out that I had changed and I was no longer operating or no longer working as a as a lawyer. And she said, uh, "So what do you do?" And I told her I was like, oh, an money mindset expert. And she said, "Well, what is that?" And she's a you know, so I don't wear the hijab. She wears a hijab, and she's an Islamic scholar, and she's a very well known Islamic scholar. And she said to me, "Well, you know," uh, I said, "You know, I help people um, change their relationship and ideas and and um, and uh, mindset around money." And she just began to laugh, and I said, "What's so funny? I don't see the joke." And she said, "Well, you teach the opposite of what I teach." And I said, "Well, what do you teach?" And she said, "I will. I teach my. Uh, I teach people how to live. Um, you know, be happy without money. How they shouldn't really go for this life, and they should go for the hereafter. And how you know, money will corrupt them, etc. So they they shouldn't really be going after money, and money is not important in this life." And I found that conversation absolutely amazing because this is an intelligent Islamic scholar you know this 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 relative of mine yet she was somebody who drove a jaguar she's somebody who dressed the children head to toe in in designer wear and it was okay for her but not for other people and if it's and okay if, if, if she's able to do that if she can afford it why would she want not want people who follow her also enjoy those luxuries. I didn't understand her point at all, and I even questioned, like, where in the Bible or where in the Quran or where in the Bhagavad Gita, where in the Torah, where in the Old or the New Testament does it say that you know making money is bad? Right? The greed for money, you know, it can be questionable, and and that's something that we you know we want to pull away from the need and the greed for money, but actually having the desire an honest desire to make more money so you can live better your family can live better and so you can support other people to live better what's the harm in that what's wrong with that and this is what surprised me when, when I say, well, I'm a money mindset expert and I help people change their relationships with money. People say, well, isn't money like if people who want money, too much money, they're just, you know, they're, they're insecure and they're overcompensating for something or they don't, they don't, you know, they're not really, um, they're just not very confident and, you know, they're not really sure of themselves. And I find that conversation really astonishing, you know. Do you think Richard Branson's very intelligent and do you think he's quite sure of himself? It's got nothing to do with not want, not being sure of yourself. If anything, in order for you to make money, you have to have the confidence to be able to articulate your views, to be able to know, okay, I know I want to get to X, Y, and Z and this is the route I'm going to take and have the, you know, have the courage to make difficult, difficult decisions and the gumption to stick to them. And it does require quite a lot of discipline. That's why not every single person is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Because entrepreneurship is a hard journey. Okay, And it's a lonely journey at times, especially in the early days. Coming back to this point, you know, what is your religious background? What do you believe in? What have you been led to believe as a child? And the common thing I hear is it's easier for um, a camel to go through the the hole in the needle than it is for a rich man to get to heaven surprising things. I'm not saying people are, you know, corrupt or not corrupt. However, money is just a magnifier. Money will magnify what's already in the heart. If you are amazing, gorgeous, sensitive, sensible, a loving, compassionate individual, money will magnify that. If you are you know, self-centered, conceited, um, egotistical, narcissistic maniac, money will um accentuate that too. It doesn't have, you know, um desertion or what, you know, making you, it doesn't change your character. It just makes it, it brings it out. So this is why I want you to sit down and write out what is your current, my, you know, what is your identity? That's that's the first step that I want you to write down. Now, I want you to, you know, for example, uh, and the reason why I'm going to give this thing to you is, going back to my example, which I've told you about in, in, um, in episode one, I spoke about my journey and how I, you know, I actually manifested my mother's exact life, exact life. It's very difficult to get your head around. How does a woman who's who's got a law degree from University of London, who's a barrister and, and who's early, who's working as banking and finance lawyer, um, became a Malta, you know, became a property million at the age of twenty seven, go from that to a single parent on welfare? how does that happen? And how does she become a victim? How does she allow herself to be abused and so severely abused and to be so broken, right? This is, again, where the mindset comes in, where the energies comes in, because we have certain mindsets around certain concepts, around certain beliefs, which we don't even question. And this is a point of the last two um, episodes, for you to start questioning your current beliefs. I want you to know that Sometimes it's not what you don't know. It's what are you currently believing in? What is it that you know that you think is just you know, black and white? Is there some gray matter there that you can sort of, okay, maybe what I believed in so far could be slightly different. I could start thinking differently. That's the, the example. For example, like I said, I, I, a woman who's highly educated, strong-minded as I was, once became a single mother and um, takes on the identity and struggles at the time of money. Okay. So I when I became a single mother, I took on the identity of a single mother struggling with money. That's the power of mindset. So step one is I want you to write down everything that makes you who you are. Step two is the fun part. Step two is, okay, so now that we've identified how I'm looking at myself and what I identify with, what is it that I want to identify with? First of all, what do I? What kind of money? How much money? Income? Income or money? Do I want to make? I mean, what do I want to make on an annual basis or a monthly basis? So, and I would encourage every single one of you to aim to become a millionaire. Which means, in order for you to be a millionaire, you need to be earning at least six figures on a monthly basis. So, in order for you to make a six figures on a monthly basis. Hmm. Okay. So, what kind of mindset would I have? What kind of things would I identify with? What kind of place would I live? If I'm making six weeks on a monthly basis, which location would I live? Which car would I drive? Who would I associate with? Um, how would I see myself? Of course, you have the same friends, but even some of the friends may change. And this is one I'll of I'll do another podcast on this completely different. It's a topic in itself of why people, you know, how? You know, why do old friends change or fall away as you gain more wealth because that's energy related but who would you identify with what do you identify with and what would make you you so write that down who do you want to be for example a person who's who you know if you're a six seven figure earner what qualities would that have so if you're earning six figures on a monthly basis or even annual basis what qualities would that person have what kind and obviously there'll be unlike unless you're in a very high executive uh, job you're going to be earning six figures in, in your own business well what kind of qualities does an entrepreneur have or a six figure earner have online or offline doesn't really matter right? What would they wear? Where would you go? How would you, how would you show up in the world? How would your, conf, you know, what would happen to your confidence? How confident would you be in your ability to create, make and have wealth? Okay, really spend time doing this and identify with who you want to be and think about it very, very carefully. Okay, so this will show you where you are right now and where you want to be, and this is why today's episode is so powerful because it will show you the gap between the two where you currently are and where you want to be. It doesn't take that long to adopt a new identity and move on to become that person, but if you're not even recognizing the distance between the two identities of where you are right now, which is currently keeping your mindset trapped in your current, um, in, in your current climate and um, mindset, and where you're your future identity is with the new rich money mindset. You have to see that on piece of paper, black and white, before you can make the decision to change and move forward. I hope you found today's episode and last one we did really useful in identifying your money mindset and then applying it to your life and seeing how it could help you. If you're getting value from these, um, from this podcast or this uh, the video series, please leave us a comment and please do a leave a review for us too. And if you there is a topic that you wish for me to cover, there's a topic that you want me to do an episode on either on the podcast or the video series, then please contact me. On our business uh, website, which is www.gulcon.com, and contact us throughout the contact contact us page, and let me know what episodes you want me to do for you, and I will go ahead. and If it's in the if it's within the money mindset uh, area, I will do that for you. I really hope you're enjoying this as much as I'm enjoying doing this for you. Please do leave us a review. We do value your review and we do value your comments. I do go and look at all the comments and uh, I do appreciate all the love and affection you've been giving me. I am humbled by the amount of love that I've received. Please continue to do that. I need your support and that's what motivates me to carry in more and to carry on doing these episodes and, and uh, carry on working. So until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkan.com. That's G-U-L-L khan.com. And if you want to take part in our free five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our free five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan Bye for now.